0: How about this dream partner, but they eat disgracefully. You know, it's, it's getting all over the place, stains, the table. spitting, but they're your dream partner. Take it or leave it, Todd. Well, my dream partner would be, uh, she's retired now, ex-tennis player, Maria Kirilenko. That's and
1: a very specific yeah, dream oh, partner. I've, I've gave this a lot of thought. I'd be batting so far above my weight, I think it would balance out. In fact, I'd end up in front in this. You
0: could still hit some balls around with her as way. well. Do you know
1: what I mean? Cut me a bit of concession.
0: No, I'd do it, oh, that'd be fine. Do you know one of my favourite tennis players back in the 90s? Michael Shtick. Michael Michael Shtick. Just because I like saying Michael Shtick. He won a grand slam. Anyway, this is the podcast, by the way. This is it. (laughs) Uh, So this is it. What what an intro. So welcome to the, I don't know, tentatively. Whatever this is. Whatever this is. uh, Tentatively named Cranker Comedy Podcast. I'm Ross Voss. I'm here with Chris Warman. Hello. And Todd Gray. Giddy up. How are we? So if you're listening to this, don't worry. It's a comedy podcast, not just about tennis. We talk about all things. So, Chris, do you want to divert us? Well, let's go. Let's, uh, Todd, do you have a favorite board game or do you play board games? Um, I, oh, I do.
1: I do. Um, one I had a big fan of was I played uh, Werewolves over in Edinburgh. You know, like yeah, where yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it was like the live action one, so you had to sit around and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, I've played that a few times. But probably my favorite board game, it's called – have you ever heard of a game called Quelf? Money chance. Uh, quelfing. it's literally a board game with no point no rules you just play it until you don't want to play it anymore and yeah you just roll the dice you land on a colored space and they all have certain things to do like they're simple as like speak with an irish accent to you roll an even number another one is yeah you have two minutes to build a working snorkel in the room you're currently in so yeah quelf ha- yeah, hands down it's a love or hate game i know a few people who absolutely despise it but yeah you got to be into it to play it quelf
0: i tell you this for free i've never heard it <laughs> <There we go. laughs> i've never heard of this quelfing Wow. Oh, but I bet it's fantastic. Back to the werewolves, that's like a role-playing yeah. thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. So there's like 20 people, four werewolves, um, and the other 16 all kind of get between being civilians and there's like a hunter, a witch and everything like that. They And, yeah, the whole point is for the werewolves to kill off everyone before everyone else, you know, kills the werewolves. And someone dies every turn and then there's like a big kind of town meeting where everyone discusses why they think this person's a werewolf and someone gets lynched at the end of it uh and, oh it causes so many arguments between friends it's brilliant and i went in there and i was a werewolf <laughs> i was a werewolf i went in on my own and no one ever expected it was me because i just kept playing dumb and asking questions even between turns and everything oh, i got him. i got him good
0: <laughs> so just wait before you mention edinburgh so you actually yeah. in edinburgh we're both over there we're yeah. both over there so how did you find it like it was
1: amazing thinking we we're both doing a show here and the next thing you know we we're over having a pint together in edinburgh and all that like yeah, uh, you did it before that was your second time and my first so that was great you kind of got to be my little uh obi-wan i uh, got to play my therapist a few times which was even better but blew my mind the fact that i'm like i can't believe i'm sitting here like actually yeah. in a pub in on the other side of the world yeah in the biggest festival of the world with someone who looks after me in adelaide and gets me a few gigs and stuff like that
0: it is kind of
1: surreal here you go uh, over in edinburgh who was your best audience member, worst audience member? Oh, man. I uh, know. No, uh, you don't have to use names, but like, like, go on, slam. Oh,
0: uh, <laughs> at the time, I knew, so I was doing solo stand-up and I Todd was doing theatre. So, like, I some of my crowds were like 12 people, 15 people. So, like, I learnt the names of all the people in the audience. I think you saw my show two or three times. Yeah. I think you were there on one of my roughest nights Um, where the audience was a bit weird. One night I had actually this Irish guy that was just kind of heckling me, but he kind of heckled in a good way. So my show was like 50 minutes long. That night I only did like 35 minutes because this guy was acting as my double act. And then his friend apologized for him, bought me a pint because of it. And then the guy that was heckling me, whose name was like Danny or something like that, gave me a tenner at the end and he loved it. So, like at the end of the day, like that was probably one of the highlights. The the worst one was I'm not – I think you were maybe there, but I had these lads roll in about 15 minutes in, about four of them, and they sat and they started talking and I tried to engage them. And then like – I worked really hard. I won them by about the 35-minute mark, so with about 10 or so minutes to go. And the guys finally like, yeah, that's funny, and I finally got them laughing like with the group. And then just as I finished, these guys just legged it and left, and like didn't leave me a donation. So like from my perspective, I'm like, okay, you walk in, you basically ruin the show, make it really really hard for me, and then you leave, and you didn't even leave me anything. And it was just, it was rough.
1: I'd be, I'd, I'd be so cranky. <laughs> I'd pout. I would be so pouty. Oh man. Actually, the beautiful, beautiful story um, actually for best audience member was easy. Um, the show I did was called Kokoda. It was about the Aussie soldiers on the Kokoda track in World War II. Um, and there was this lady there from Sydney uh, who came and her uncle served and didn't make it back. I, she hardly blinked the whole performance. And after the show when you know, doing my thank yous and packing up, she just came up, arms are shaking, you know, everything. And she was honestly five foot nothing. It looked like a strong breeze would, you know, cut her in half. And she nearly snapped me. She nearly snapped my, um, snapped my back when she gave me a hug. She just got, got there, just this whole like like a silverback gorilla. You know, it was beautiful. And she couldn't really talk. Tears rolling down. Um, that was, you know, from the heart. That was that was beautiful. As for worse, one of them I couldn't be cranky at because I knew him. Made friends with this Belgian family. The um, brother and sister came over to Edinburgh to watch my show. Uh, sister speaks fluent English. Brother, hello, goodbye, thumbs up. That's uh, that's about it. And she said, "I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna kind of translate." But, <laughs> oh, no. she, but she was translating, like,
0: yeah. So he's not very happy. Or <laughs> he, he's mad. He's mad. And you no, couldn't do anything because you're in character, so you can't yeah. really can't break exactly the show. Be like, yeah. Quiet down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you
1: know, rap scallions or thought anything like that. I was like. in
0: Vietnam, no.
1: not, not <laughs> Belgian. Belgian. But then there was another another lady. Um, won't ever know what nationality she was or anything like that because she didn't say a word. I can, as soon as the show starts i peek out from behind this little um little desk right so i can't see the crowd i peek out as soon as the lights come up this lady in the front front row on the far right dead to the world asleep it was like she just went ah, oh, i could go for a power nap um for what's on at 12 o'clock all right no worries i have one i have a ticket to that like she just paid for a sleeping pod virtually yeah. and she did not wait there was nothing like this was loud It was some little explosions, a lot of lighting. There was a lot of noise. Like, Rush, you saw the show. It's not a yeah. quiet show. She did, she, did not, she did not buckle. If she woke up, I still think she just went, I'm refusing to open my eyes or anything like that. But she was so peaceful. That's the thing. Though. She was so, so peaceful.
0: I've never understood this phenomenon of going to see live art and falling asleep. There was like, a guy I, at Cranker. Especially in the front row. In the musical show at Cranker, there was a guy yeah. in the front row. He was asleep. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's either... They're so tired with their life that they are just exhausted and they have to fall asleep, which is what I think this woman did in your show, Todd, like a power nap. Or, and you don't want this one, that the performance is so bad <laughs> that they uh, can't
1: keep their eyes open. I can't say, I, I'm not going to say that my performance was breathtaking or brilliant, but I didn't even get to utter a word. It yeah, couldn't be. She I, was already I never asleep. got a chance.
0: I've got a few stories here. So one is, yeah, I did. So we're recording this podcast in the Crown and Anchor band room where we do cranker comedy. I did a show in here called Marathon during Fringe, and we had uh, a couple in the front row fall asleep again during that show. And like psychologically, it's playing into your head. But like, he is, is that all right? Is that person yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Stu. It's Stu.
2: <laughs> no Let's get it. Let's get work it, it in. In, yeah, Work it in. Yeah, work it in. No, no, got no. Mike,
0: where's Is he going? No, no. Where's no. he going? Oh, can <laughs> uh, I get him? Yeah, no, he's, he's coming back. Oh, he's coming <laughs> back. Stuart
2: Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. G'day. There you go. Be, be, be um, a bit
0: closer. Share, share that with Todd. There you go. My first experience with Stu is Stuart Campbell, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you were in the audience and you had your phone out and I, I addressed it because it was in, like, the second row. This is true. And But you weren't on your phone. Well, you were, but you were taking notes <laughs> because you were, like, taking notes on all the comedians. So I, that was kind of a good reason to a have your studious phone out.
2: just want to be a comedian.
0: So hopefully people don't sleep tonight and crank a comedy. Um... All right, I think that's enough from me <laughs> about talking about you guys talk for a bit I've got I,
1: I've got a little bit of a story about um, back when um, I was at Adelaide College of the Arts, um, the acting college I, I, I went to. In second year, we were doing um, Julius Caesar and all the second year students had to fill out the minor roles for the third year students, the graduating students. And we did it in front of a high school. And on a, forget about falling asleep, these there were year tw- 11s and 12s sitting in sitting in the third row. Now I only had about eight or 10 lines. My first line is a, one of those asides, you know, where, like, you walk out to the crowd and be like, oh, well, this is what I'm really saying. I go to do that, and I kid you not, I want to say that this this 16, 17-year-old boy was, I hate to say it, f-ing this 16 or 17, but it, I don't know what it was, but it looked like he was trying to plunge something out of her. It. it just looked like, you ever seen them when they did a medicine ball like on the boxing and all that? No, no subtlety at all. Literally was the first person I kind of locked eyes. And I, he locked eyes with me, didn't stop. Didn't
0: Julius Caesar get stabbed?
1: Yeah, I do. I do what for fifty something times too. This guy beat the record. I'm
0: telling you. It was... So, Stu, that we were talking about Edinburgh just before. Do you have any plans to go back there and
2: do the Edinburgh Festival? Let me get through the Adelaide Fringe first. But yes, I would like to make make a return and probably to the free fringe initially. See how see how that goes. But yeah, see if they can understand my accent. Anymore, because uh, apparently I've lost my Scottish accent and I've turned all Australian. So my so my few remaining relatives tell me you got a bit of a hybrid
0: accent yeah. going on. Chris, any questions for Stu? Just briefly. Hello, Stu. Goodbye. Uh, no questions. <laughs> what do you mean, no questions? You got to ask him at least one question. Uh, welcome to the comedy scene. Thank you. You've probably been welcomed many times. This is Wendy's husband. Yeah. Ah,
2: Hello. Wendy's husband.
0: Uh, you seem very. <laughs> what, uh, what are you looking forward to doing in the Adelaide comedy scene that you haven't done just yet?
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going until somebody laughs. <laughs> yeah. And okay. that'll stop. So that's a milestone. So I'm I'm here for a
0: long run. Of- and yeah. uh, and Ross taught you not too long ago maybe a month ago was it
2: yeah it was a very good workshop at the at the bakehouse lots of lots of uh lots of stagecraft very good group who have kept very that alumni has kept very very close together and i think we're going to be uh i've made friends that are going to last for for years oh that's great man that's really
0: nice to hear
2: had a couple of radio appearances already yeah hit 107 fm just uh Yesterday with Coszy and Beck.
0: Have you had to try and stop yourself from doing Ross's uh, jokes now because he's just so such a good, inspiring teacher?
2: <laughs> no, What's your no, favourite no. joke of Ross's?
0: Oh, oh, really, uh, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, because because it's always told whenever I'm in the audience or, or likely to be playing a set, it's it's things are always funnier in a Scottish accent. <laughs> I
0: just found you,
2: you've got cancer. <laughs> It's alright, we've got a cure for cancer now. We just found a cure for cancer.
0: Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, round of applause, Stuart Campbell. <laughs> cool, we just do a wrap-up with Todd now. <laughs> that was great. No, that was great. That I was really liked it. Because we were talking about Edinburgh before, and yeah, like, yeah, your timing was really interesting. What do you have any philosophy with performance, Todd? Like either with your acting or or comedy? Like any for like are you trying sort of to deal with certain subject matter or do you do something in your preparation that sometimes i get a little bit
1: a little bit method like i know we've probably what the most i ever did was i did a show back at ac arts as well called cloud street by tim winton beautiful beautiful show where i got i had to play a kid who was mentally handicapped terrified i to be honest, terrified about playing i'm like i'm going to offend everybody and i don't want to i'm scared what do i do um the director peter dunn one of the best human beings i've ever met in my life organized me to go volunteer for two weeks at a mentally ill center it was, I was so scared doing that role, generally absolutely terrified, I'm just like, oh, like, like, I don't know what I'm, this is above, this is beyond me, why did I get cast for this and all that? And then I did it and I was like, yeah, oh, wow, I know I could actually do that. And then if you, yeah, if you like what you do, that's it, I just want to make myself proud. Any that's what performer should do. If you're proud of what you do, brilliant.
0: Uh- well, uh, yeah, this has been—it's great. It's been it's nice. Been pathos, been, there's been pathos. Uh, there's been laughter. Scottish accents. It's had everything. Tennis. Tennis. Yeah. Tennis players. Um, Stuart Campbell. Thank you. Special comments. Thank you very much for having me. Todd Gray. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. Christopher Warman. Thanks for having me, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've been Ross Voss. Uh, If you've listened this long, go out. Go do something. Go see some live art, okay? Go do something. Don't sit at the computer all day. Go do something. See you later. Aye. Wow.